And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to a new episode of Wizards After Dark on the Skype line. I I have my guy who wrote uh, may, maybe the piece of the world in the NBA world, or the piece of the week in the NBA world this week, or maybe the pieces of the week in the NBA world this week, uh, my, my colleague and my buddy Ben Standick. Um, that can't be possible uh, in terms of the pieces of the week, but I appreciate the uh, the plug and the uh, the invite as always. Hope hope, uh, hope you're doing well amid the craziness of 2020. I think it is. I feel like I'm seeing like visceral reactions to it on social media. It's getting like commented on like crazy. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's like, there's some viral stuff in there. There's informative stuff in there. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, if you happen to miss it, cause I guess this is going to run Monday morning in all likelihood. If you have missed it, uh, Ben, Mike Vorkanov, who covers the Knicks for us. Michael Lee, who just left us, but I guess this is his final send-off, who's now at the Washington Post, but as of last week was with us. And it's just the three of you guys, right? Correct. Yeah, so you guys put together, you you pulled, you surveyed 20 NBA agents and put together a poll on just a million different topics, right? I mean, talking about the bubble, talking about LeBron talking about so much stuff, which player is the first to get traded, all, all of these different things. Um, go check it out. It's informative. It's good. It's interesting. It's, it's spicy in some spots. Uh, ben, I know we talked about this for like a long time before you put it out, so I was glad to see that it, uh, it came out well. Yeah. Uh, again, pre- appreciate that and appreciate all the, the- – the feedback from, from, from people, it, uh, I think hearing from the agents, it's always an interesting a- angle because it's, you know, we, we typically hear from teams, we hear from players, from, from, from coaches, general managers, but the agents are part of the pie of what makes the NBA world go round and we don't always hear from them. So that was interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of topics, you know, uh, 2020 is a disaster on a hundred levels, but it has also provided things to discuss, including, like you said, there's the bubble. And then now there's the un uncertainty of what's about to happen with the offseason on a hundred different levels, including like, when is the season going to happen or, you know, how are teams going to deal with trades or, or, you know, how does this affect the draft and, and all that went in, went into this. So yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, to, to do it with the, with those guys. And uh, yeah, glad, glad it came out well. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to check that out, you can go over on the athletic NBA page and I'm sure you'll be able to find it. It's uh, is there a third part coming? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, so it's two it's two parts. Uh you can go check it out there. A lot of LeBron stuff in the second part, a lot of bubble stuff in the first part, and it's it's worth looking at. This is true. You had a wizards related thing. Let me let me call this up because I got it up. Can you can you believe that the wizards related thing that had national interest had to do with a Bradley Beal trade? Um I uh 
I I I I I do believe it. I I sometimes when, when I was talking to people and they would ma- mention Beal, I'm like thinking, are you saying this because you're talking to me? But okay, either way, <laughs> that the enough of them said it. So, all right. So, uh, in the agent survey, one of the questions that you guys ha- asked the agents was, who's the highest profile player you expect to change teams? Chris Paul got the most votes. Bradley Beal got the second most votes. Um. What were your impressions of of those conversations about Bradley Beal? Like, what were your impressions of the vibe amongst agents of the Bradley Beal situation? Yeah, so, you know, you try to when, – when people – whatever their response was, you know, it's not – Depending on the conversation, sometimes you might say, "Is this sort of your have you have you heard something? Is this sort of your 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 view? How, how, what what's the what's the take?" I, I think, I guess my sense on some level is even a little bit beyond the the agent part was just that, I, you know, I think look, obviously teams I think are checking <laughs> checking in with the Washington to see to see what what what's what's happening and um. You know, I, I would still say personally that the percentage of a Beal trade doesn't seem to be pretty high, but I don't think it's inconceivable and i think that was sort of a vibe that was that, that was out there i think logically a lot of people think they should make the, the 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 move for the obvious reason of you know what's the upside the eighth seed um and then bradley beal potentially could say hey at some point here i want to get out anyway and now you put a little more under the gun if you you know proactive you can get in theory more stuff and uh you know younger players probably are picks and then have that build towards um you know the the next thing um but yeah i mean i think i think it's a combination of a logical move or a logical idea especially if you're an outsider for the wizards and also i think there is something in the air which is again not to say that it's something in the air means it's it's happening or it's even likely to happen or even even close to happening but just that you know i, I think there uh, clearly there are teams uh, who are looking at washington's situation and thinking uh, wait a minute. Th- th- this guy should be, you know, th- this is a guy we sh- should be available for discussion. And let's have that. T- let's have that conversation. Yeah, I mean, look, teams are calling. Teams would love to talk about Bradley Beal. I mean, there's there's no question about that. I don't think the Wizards would love to talk about Bradley Beal with them. There's there's one thing that gets glossed over in in Bradley Beal trade rumors that I think shouldn't, and. Um, it's when people kind of say, what's what's the upside of keeping Bradley Beal? Like you come in, you have what's their best case scenario next year? Low playoff seed, right? Like we agree on that. That's like their, their absolute, everything goes right. They're somewhere in a low playoff seed, right? They're not going to get a three seed. Um, and people talk about that being the best case scenario. But that's not really the best case scenario. And I don't think that's why they don't want to trade Bradley Beal. Because I, I think the best case scenario is I think they believe they I shouldn't say I think they believe. I should more just say I think the logic here is if you win, Bradley Beal might want to stay. And the best case scenario is you have Bradley Beal for the long term. And they don't have a championship roster now. But if you have Bradley Beal, that's better than not having Bradley Beal. And he's only 27 years old. And if he re-ups for the long term, now all of a sudden you have Beal for his whole prime. And you can have him as a real part of your core. Now, Wall having three years left on his deal just makes that 
really tough because he's really tough to build around. Because even if he is 90% of what he was, that's just not in line with the other what you know the other super max guys in the league. But I think that's the best case scenario. I think the best case scenario is Beal actually wants to stay. Problem is, if they don't win games, like no unrestricted free agent star in the middle of his prime has ever stayed in a losing situation. It's just never happened. Everyone leaves. The closest you can get is Mello in 2014 when he re-signed with the Knicks. But he could get more money from the Knicks. And he had already forced his way to the Knicks. And it was his second time as an unrestricted free agent. And it was going to be his last big contract. This is not a similar situation. And otherwise, you just can't find a guy like that. You just can't find that. You can't find a scenario with that happening. So, like, that's why people talk about trading Beal. But I do think it's worth saying that the best case scenario is you get to have Bradley Beal. Is that fair? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in Bradley Beal. I was not somebody saying they should trade him a year ago. Uh, he's the type of guy, you know, I'm not saying he's the best player on a title team, but he's the type of player that I want my younger players to, to emulate. Uh, so he is the kind of guy I would want around. I, I, I believe that, um, you know, I, 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 in general in life, I try to live in the gray of topics. And I think the, the people that just like live black or in the black or the white, whatever, you know, that becomes that this is often not a realistic, uh, place the world doesn't really work like that however there are times when boy it really is just hard to see it more uh, just in, in one way and this is one of those times for me where i just don't see the scenario where they actually win um to be honest like i mean look if john wall has a miracle comeback i still don't even know if i believe that they could be better than than an eight seed if that's enough you know did they keep bertans and that whole deal and you know Rui hachimura turns into pascal siakam or whatever the thing is or he makes that kind of leap you know, I guess we could have different conversations, but I just think that's a lot of, you know, ifs and buts, uh, so to speak. So th- that that's my, for me this time, I'm a little more on the, uh, I, I would see what offers are out there. But, you know, again, even that comes with downside because John Wall's still here. So you can't even do the whole, all right, we're going straight rebuild, we'll get some young pieces, see what we have. You can't even do that because of him. So this is why they're in such a terrible spot. Um so, yeah, I would love to keep Bradley Beal. I just need to think, you know, I mean, one, what are the offers? And two, how realistic do I think that that what your scenario is even plausible, uh, that they could actually win games and, and then eventually get to the point where they could, you know, do some other things that makes him want to stay. I, I just don't even know what I, if I think that's even plausible at this point. Oh, when I say win games, I mean, like, literally winning games, like just being over 500. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm saying even, even, even that. I mean, I, I – um... They might not be. They might not be. They were historically bad in defense this year. Like they, they, they have a lot of holes to fill. They have a lot of holes to fill. They need a wing. They actually need some more shooting. They need defense all over the place. And the thing is, it's not football. You can't just bring in defense, you know? Because that's going to displace somebody else. So it's like, okay, you want people talk about they need defense at center. 
It's like, okay, well, what are you doing with Thomas Bryant then? Because if you bring in a backup center who plays 15 to 18 minutes a game, it's like, okay, like that that might make you a little bit better. Don't get me wrong. That's better than having a backup center who can't defend. But it's not like a backup center who plays 15 to 18 minutes a night against reserves and defends pretty well against second unit players is going to completely overhaul and change your defense and your ceiling and all of that. It's not going to do any of that. It's just going to make your reserves unit defend a little better. So so I don't – I'm with you. Like I see a scenario where they, they could – they could win 36 games again. That would be, or not even again, they could win 36 games. And that would be a legitimate improvement on the last two years. Um, it's plausible. It's plausible. I just don't think they're thinking that way. They think they think they are. They have a legitimate chance at being good. I think they expect Rui to get better next year. I know they expect Rui to get better next year. Um, I mean, and they no. talk like they expect Wall to be something. Well, I, you know, they, 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 they've expected a lot in the recent years and uh, things haven't worked out. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, we'll, I'll see what happens. I, I, you know, look again, the, 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 the improvements for younger players can be incremental. They can be significant. People do make leaps. I mean, that's, that's definitely conceivable. And, I, and sure, but maybe that happens, especially with Hachimura, but the other parts, I'm just like, uh, you know, we'll see, but look again, again, we're, we're, we haven't had the draft. We haven't had free agency. I don't know what's going to, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I just think uh, uh, my only, th- here's my only th- point with, with Beal would be this. I just hope that if it's, if it's about basket, winning basketball, not, not making money, not, none of the, nothing else, not image, just winning basketball, that they look at the whole situation and, and figure out what's the best angle, including the idea of uh, possibly trading them. If I hear, well, we're definitely not trading them. Well, that that just seems beyond short-sighted. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying if you're not, if they're not even going to discuss it. That mm-hmm. that that seems insane. That's fair. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to michelobultra.com/courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The, war- the Warriors are in a position where they can make you just a crazy offer. If you get a call from the Warriors and the Warriors offer you the Wiggins deal, and because you're taking on the Wiggins deal, you get the number two pick, you get Minnesota's 2021, which is only top three protected, you get the Warriors 2023, uh, maybe they throw you another first, they throw some pick swaps in there, they give you Eric Paschal for the hell of it, they say, we think he's the missing piece. We'll give you everything. And you're just getting swaps and picks. How, how do you hang up the phone? How do you hang up the phone in that scenario? So I'm, I'm with you. Just, just like there should be nuance in the conversation, there's got to be nuance in the way that you operate with this. But at the same time, like, 
I understand why the predisposition is not to want to trade Bradley Beal, especially because he constantly says he wants to he wants to be back. We'll see. We'll see. Guys change their minds. And guys don't want to stay in losing situations, like I said. But we'll see. I, I agree with you for the most part on the ceiling for the team. Like if you go through the East, they're not better than Toronto. They're not better than the Celtics. They're not better than Milwaukee. They're not better than Miami. Well, well, let's put it this way. The, the Nets were the seventh seed without Durant and Kyrie. Of the teams above the Nets, I think Indiana, uh, and you, you're you looking at this closer than I am every day, but I feel like Indiana is like the one where it's like, eh, we'll see what happens to them, mm-hmm. um, depending what happens. But other than that, all the other teams, one way or the other, are going to be in a, in a position better than better than the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the eight, you know, and I'm not 100% sure, you know, what we're looking at with the teams uh, below the Wizards. I mean, I guess, you know, Orlando is the eighth seed, uh, right? They're, they're the eighth seed. I mean, you know, I don't know, whatever that, you know, they're always kind of funky, but like, you know, they at least are sort of interesting. Uh, so, you know, that that's sort of what we're looking at. It feels like the eighth seed. And yeah, that's where seven, you know, seven, I would say seven or eight because we don't know what Indiana is going to do. We don't know what's going to happen with Oladipo. Um, but I think I think part of the reason why I'm being reserved in You're going, a nice guy. I appreciate that. But that's not why. Um I I'm just waiting to see what happens in the offseason. You know? Like I'm when we talk about a floor and a ceiling, I'm just more flexible in both directions. You know what I mean? Like I because I just I don't know what's gonna happen in the draft or in the offseason, if they go out and they just strike out this offseason and they just bring in no one who's going to consequentially change their rotation, then I'm <laughs> I'm going to be a lot more on your side. I'm not even going to know if they're – I'm not even going to think they're going to be an eighth seed if they don't bring in anyone who's going to consequentially change anything. If this is their team, this is a 25 and 47 team. So – um, um, or whatever they were. Were they 25 and 47? Is that right? I should know this. I know that Mo Wagner was short on 16 of his 24 three-point attempts from February on, but I don't remember what their record is. It's where my brain is. Um, yeah, it just depends on what they do this offseason. So I'm, I'm just more flexible in either direction because of that. Because I'm just like, there are too many unknowns for me not to um you know have like have varying potential results um yeah you know like i said you're 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 a nice guy i uh, <laughs> i i have uh, i i'm 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 resigned i i mean uh, i i was generally considered to be a wizard's optimist for much of the last decade and you know i think for the most part, my optimism and optimism is relative to the low bar that was set. But like, I think for the most part, it was rewarded by what by what unfolded. That Bradley Beal did turn into a, an All Star level player. That you know the, the the you know the Gortat trade worked out. That like you know so many of the pieces they had you know did work. And obviously, you could you know debate the underachieved here and there, and you know and 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 whatnot. I, I just don't. I, I've looked. I just can't figure out how things turn around, even if John Wall reverts to an all-NBA player, which just seems, you know, another thing that doesn't I'm not banking on on any level. But even if that were to happen, it still feels like the supporting cast is worse than the one they had before. 
and uh, you know, I, I don't see Wall and Beal climbing the climbing the East together. But you know, look, if 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 John Wall comes back and plays at a level that he was at before, you know, regardless of what exactly happens, they'll be interesting and exciting, and that'll go a long way towards making people feel better about it. And to your point about does that make Bradley Beal feel like he wants to stay? You know, maybe maybe it does. But, you know, um, <laughs> you know, between not not buying the wall is going to come back at that level, um, you know, people can I don't know where you're at with the whole spades thing on, on the video. Oh, and while man. it is it is pretty funny, but to me, it's also alarming because, I mean, it just shows a lack of understanding and responsibility for a guy that's supposed to be a team leader. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So um, in any event. Uh, you know, look, I, we're, we're, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get there. I just, you know, all like I said, all I'm saying on the, you know, just like I said, it, it, as long as whatever moves they make are in, the, are in with with the idea of making this a better basketball team and a winning team, one way or the other, fine. But if it's all about, oh, you know, we will never tank and we're getting the eighth seed, you know, God bless. The spades thing was. <laughs> Oh my god. That was it was so funny. And I I think if I if like if I were like doing a podcast over Zoom and I had John Wall on, John Wall were just playing spades in the middle of the podcast. I don't think I would be like offended. I think I would probably make jokes about it in the moment and I try to turn it into a funny thing, but it's it's just so ridiculous. It's it's absolutely preposterous, and I watched the video about six times, and it killed me. It killed me. It was so funny. The, the funniest moment on TV of the NBA season was, did you see the Celtics pregame show with when they had Kendrick Perkins on during one of their bubble games with Brian Scalabrini? Did you see this one? I did not. Where they were talking about all-NBA voting specifically talking about All-NBA voting. And Brian Scalabrini asked Perk if he has a vote. He said, do you have a vote? And they were talking about voting, and they said the word vote 12 times. And he turns to Perk, he says, do you have a vote? And Perk says, no, I sold my boat. And and goes into a spiel about him. He thought he said boat. And he goes into a spiel about his his personal boat and how your, your personal responsibility changes as you get older. And it was a fantastic misunderstanding, if only because Kendrick Perkins somehow thought in the middle of a conversation about All-NBA voting, Brian Scalabrini just asked him with no context about him selling a boat, and Perk just went into it completely unfazed. Please look this up on Twitter. It was the best, the best NBA television moment of like I've in a very long time. The John Wall Spades thing might be number two though. Oh my god. That just it was it was out it was outrageous. It was a ridiculous thing to see, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it's uh you know, it's funny and I'm sure if you make a big deal about big deal out of it, people will uh, you know, say, Oh, you're overreacting, but I don't have to tell you, man. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was insane. I'm not saying I've never multitasked on a podcast. I've checked my Twitter while you, you and I have talked, but <laughs> while we're talking here, but you know, uh, I don't, my, my favorite part was one that based on the clip I saw that, that, that 
the 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 host didn't ask him about it. I don't know how you're not calling yeah. him out on this. How are you not bringing it up? I mean, it's pretty, especially when he says, "Can you repeat the question?" Yeah. Like, he, you know, it'd be one thing if he was like flying through it, and you're like, "Aaron," but uh, but yeah, he's like, "Can you repeat the question?" I mean, come on, I don't know. Yeah how how are you not bringing it up? Like, how is the host not saying, like, John, you're you're even if you don't know what spades is, you're not, like, he's blatantly holding up cards in the middle of a video interview. How are you not mentioning it? He's asking a repeat the question. He's not paying attention. Oh, it's so good. It's really great, and I'm allowed to laugh at it because I have been on the uh, the the brunt end of of players not liking journalist questions before, so I'm allowed to laugh at any of it. I covered Russell Westbrook, so I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to laugh at any of it. Uh, anything to plug before we wrap up? I feel like this this whole podcast has been one plug for you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Obviously, I primarily cover the Washington football team, so if you're into that, um, swing on by. That, that's been one thing that's been weird about the survey is while I've seen some things on Twitter and, um, you know, the comment section and all that kind of stuff, like it hasn't been like a as much of an overwhelming thing because I think I've, I mean, I still follow tons of people, NBA people on Twitter, but like I, I don't have sort of the, you know, a, a probably now predominantly NFL side, so. Um, I haven't had the same uh, I haven't had like this overwhelming rush of like stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I appreciate the uh, the feedback out there. And it's good to hear you know from other people that uh, that it works. That's g- uh, good stuff. Yes, for sure. Go check out um, those two agent surveys, like I said, over at the Athletic MBA. It's well worth their time. If you're not a subscriber to the Athletic and you want to subscribe, you can go to one of those stories and just click on it and subscribe. If you want a discount rate and sign up for a full subscription to The Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com slash wizardsafterdark. That's going to get you 40% off on The Athletic subscription, and that's a full subscription. Gets you my stuff, gets you Ben's NFL stuff, it gets you Nationals and, and you know whatever else. Outside of D.C., full MLB subscription, full NBA subscription, everything. Theathletic.com slash Wizards After Dark. It gets you 40% off on a full subscription to The Athletic. I will be back with another episode next week. Uh, If you missed last week's episode, it was another episode about the draft. Uh, I had Andrew Schlecht and and Michele Berra on again, and uh, I just, I love, I love podcasting with those guys. We go back to our OKC days, and we talked about who we talk about on that one? That was uh, we talked about who'd we talk about, Ben? Oh, we talked about Obi Toppin and we talked about Onyeka Okongu. And we talked about those two guys specifically. And uh, and, and we threw them some uh, Patrick Williams talk in there as well. So if you're interested in the Wizards and the number nine pick, check that one out. You can check out our previous one as well, which is on the Wizards After Dark feed, uh, where we did uh, Devin Vassell and uh, Isaac Okoro. And we threw in some other talk as well. And, and, and I'm pretty confident we're going to do another similar formatted podcast. Subscribe to Wizards After Dark if you're just listening to this random episode. If you listen to a bunch of episodes and you want to help out, you can go onto iTunes and you can give us a five-star rating. You can leave a review. The reviews, like the written reviews, always help more than you realize. So go get to that. You can listen to Wizards After Dark wherever you get your podcast regularly. I'll be back with a new episode next week. I'll talk to you guys then.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.